0: Goody, yum, yum. Hello, I'm Dave.
1: I'm Richard. I'm Tom.
0: And welcome to a special episode 21 of the Goodies Pirate Podcast, coming to you midweek because today we're talking about two episodes that aren't actually episodes. So doing this as a nice little special. Richard, do you want to tell us what these are?
1: We're in that gap between season two and season three. As well as the Montreux goodies episode, there's a couple of little specials. The first one was a thing called A Collection of Goodies. Also a little seven-minute skit they did, The Goodies Travelling Instant Five-Minute Christmas.
0: Okay, so The Collection of Goodies... For those who haven't seen it, it's a series of skits with an overarching, what would you call it? Umbrella... Uh, fra- a framing, framing device. A framing narrative, yep. So, tell us first of all, where did the sketches themselves come from?
1: Okay, so, for anyone who's never seen it, is, it is, it's a collection of, of five film, like they're totally unrelated film sequences, and they're linked by a loose narrative of the goodies having to do their tax, or in their case evade paying their tax. The scenes are, there's the gymnasium sketch, there's a sketch where they're running around with a plum pudding, Pan's grannies, baby service, and a section where they're street entertainers. They originally come from a sequences they filmed for a variety show, Engelbert and the Young Generation, uh, which uh, aired in 1972.
0: And I suspect it's been lost to history a little bit?
1: I think so. It was a German co-production. There were 13 of them, and the BBC actually only hold one. And the gymnasium sketch from this is on the second DVD, uh, the one that's got South Africa and come dancing on it. So you can see at least that part of it, and that's from the only Engelbert episode the BBC still hold. The German broadcaster apparently does have all of them, but obviously they're dubbed into German. So
0: when we talk about this, this would be the equivalent of like a Simpsons variety Smile Time Hour show? Or? Pretty
1: much. I mean, it's it's obviously, I and mean, we've talked in the past about variety shows and, and how they were a staple of the time. Eng- Engelbert was a British pop singer. He had a lot of chart success in the late 60s and early 70s. One of his hits reached number one and kept the Beatles out, uh, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields.
2: What a bugger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually remember the, seeing the Beatles interviewed about that where they said they didn't care because his audience was so different to theirs. Yeah, they're, they're not so. better. No. no. <laughs>
1: Yet another number one.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, he he signed to do a variety series where he'd have some other singers on and they'd do some duets and some solo numbers. And whatever, and the young generation part of it comes. There was a dance and performance routine. Now, I sort of immediately thought a hot gossip uh, from the <laughs> Kenny Everett day, but I, I I don't think it was quite like that to be honest. Beautiful, so
2: cool chat as Benny Hill. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they really hot gossip really weren't that. <laughs> anyway, we digress. they brought in the goodies to do a sort of a, a filmed interlude, basically every episode. The bonus of using the goodies, obviously, because their film stuff is generally silent. Of course, it didn't have to be dubbed. We said there were 13 Engelbert episodes. Six of them actually reuse goodies film stuff from series one and series two episodes. Mm -hmm. And the other seven were were specially filmed. And the setup is Engelbert would do a a slight setup to the film. So, So he'd either come in and interact directly with the goodies in their office or he'd be reading viewer questions and then that would introduce a film sequence. So there's one there where he comes in, and there's a couple of minutes where he's, where he's mucking around with the goodies. And he, the idea is he has his pets, and he's too busy to exercise them. So will the goodies do it for him, because they do anything, any time? And of course, that then leads into the pet exercising sequence from, from Kitten Kong.
0: Okay, so how did these end up as a collection with the framing material?
1: Well, because they filmed these seven sequences, they decision was made obviously just to make us to get some more mileage out of them. So this is one of the very few episodes written. It's written entirely by Tim, uh, which I think makes it a fairly unique, I think. They chose obviously five sequences. For, for the record, the six segments that they reused from the goodies is the Kitten Kong exercising the animals. there's their open air concert from the music lovers, there's the training sequence from the Commonwealth Games. There's an edited version of Tim and Bill running around and collecting the mail from Pirate Radio Station, Bill sleepwalking from snooze, and Farm Fresh Food, uh, the bit where they're running around doing the chores on the farm.
0: And, and you can sort of see how those would all lend themselves very nicely to that framing device of Engelbert asking them to do something. Yes,
1: do something. Engelbert owns a farm. Yeah, Engelbert um, is having trouble sleeping, and of course, instead of putting him to sleep, they put Bill to sleep. Yeah,
0: he's complaining about the mail. Yes. Yep, it all makes
1: sense. Um, exactly that. And then they film the seven ones. Now, obviously, five of them are repackaged here. The two that weren't reused there's one where they're training to be engelbert's bodyguards because he's having trouble with groupies and 75
2: year old little yeah. old ladies <laughs>
1: the blue ring set i think it's referred to there's a second one where they do a little segment on the country code which is sort of the thing for for people the, the british government guidelines for people in the city when they go to the country to to you know make sure you shut the gate and don't upset the animals and that actually has him being attacked by a sheep <laughs>
0: Which we
1: always love. How how they became a collection, to get a bit more mileage out of the clips, they were commissioned to do a special episode, so they just grabbed picked I'm guessing maybe their favourite five clips are the ones that fitted most easily into the narrative. Tim wrote a framing narrative, a very loose framing narrative, and then and then we go straight into
2: the clips. And is that because Bill and Graham wrote all the right all the actual <laughs> material, that's right. So <laughs> we're not writing anything
1: else.
0: Yeah, so the framing device is Tim filling out the tax evasion form yes. for the goodies, and basically they're looking for all these things that they can claim. Yes, and, and
1: of course Graham and, and Bill don't remember uh, what why they would be claiming these, so of course that's how they introduce each of the clips.
0: Yeah, so we can claim that we have yes. 15 babies. Yes, I don't remember having 15 babies. Yes, you, you
1: do, it was when we did, yes. Yep,
0: yeah, all that sort of thing.
1: Now I've probably waffled for a few minutes about this, so we'll start with you two. What do you two think of it? I'm glad it was missing for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we probably should say that, actually. It's not an episode. ABC certainly never screened it, and I don't think it's been on pay TV either. No,
2: no, I think the only showing that uh, can be recorded in Australia is not even on network television. We did manage to get hold of a copy for uh, KittenCon back in 2000. This was a, a, a ticket item, effectively. It was. Well, that I think we put that on in the main room, I think. Yes, we did. It was that and the Play Bunnies Club. That's right. Uh, as the two that no one had ever...
1: No one had really ever had seen. seen.
0: So I saw this for the first time in preparation for this episode. Look, I think it's relatively weak. Part of the reason is, in my view, one it is that really raises the goodies above a lot of other comedy and particularly a lot of other sketch comedy, whether it's of that era or the current era or whatever, is their plots and their ability to put this narrative around a whole series of jokes. That, that's what stands the test of time for me. This is pretty much as close as you get to the goodies just doing a Python-style sketch comedy. Even though it's got the framing device, it's there. And and I don't think that stands the test of time as well. Some of them are funny, some of them are a bit ordinary. Mm. The framing device itself, look, it's not terrible, but it's nothing special.
1: There's no real story to it.
0: No. And I suspect that part of the problem is by the time we've got to the here and now, we are now so familiar with and so jaded by the concept of the clip show or the compilation mm-hmm. show that we, we we kind of automatically push back against that as oh it's a clip show it's going to be rubbish.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually not a bad point because I suppose in those days, see I them and the BBC weren't big on repeats. I mean, you'd you'd get one screening and probably one repeat. So of course you were relying on stuff like you know Ask Aspel or something to, to show clips from your favourite episodes again.
2: Yes, um, he used to get a lot of right into the goodies.
1: Yeah, he did. And so, of course, you're right. I mean, the, the the clip show or the the compilation show really is, yeah, is probably really foreign at that time.
2: And more more so that they used stuff in here that hadn't made it out of the episodes. No. So that, ended up, but it hadn't made it to the credit sequences. Yes, well, <laughs> that's true, and actually, that that's probably a point.
1: For years, you sort of see these uh, scenes of Tim on the on the pommel horse and him pulling
2: the bell down on top yes, of himself yeah, yes. and of course where are they from yeah, yeah that's right and that's what it all was yeah. and it all fell into place
0: i'm going to go out there and say i thought that the gymnasium sketch is probably my favorite of the bunch
1: yes it's certainly one of my two i must admit i also quite like the street entertainers one
0: yeah but that didn't quite work for me no okay
1: I agree. Look, the middle three, I mean, the, the plum pudding one, once you get the joke, I don't really... That's just several minutes of, of just really extending the joke. Yes. And Pan's Grannies was much the same. I think it was funny for the first probably 20 seconds. And,
0: and it was the same joke. I mean,
1: look, there's a couple of here. bits in it where they're dancing on the wall and it collapses under them. But, yeah. yeah, that was far too long, Pan's Grannies.
0: But you do see some ideas there that would be used later on, even to the point that the one that's got the soccer... Things with us sort of the hooligans and the police. Yep. Some of that is actually reused going forward about eight or nine years. Yes,
1: when they do the soccer hooligan episode.
0: Yeah, for our ITV. So you can see a few of their tropes there.
1: I think our regular segments probably don't apply here. I mean, there's no ads. No. Um, no. I don't really think there's anything in there you couldn't get away with now. Maybe setting Mate, fire to the, the bush, bush baby. babies.
2: Was yeah. all I had as a note here was. Uh, the Bush Babies on Fire, which is probably my favourite bit. Of yeah,
1: I must yeah. admit, I thought that was really funny too. And it's just the bit where he puts it out and then he just sort of does the sort of kick away
2: and scuttles yes. off.
0: I <laughs> oh, will give special note though to the joke, and it's a really obvious one. It's almost a staple of theirs, but the delivery was really good, which is, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to do some singing, some dancing, some telling jokes. Oh, like this O'Connor.
2: Not no, much. Not much. <laughs> which is probably the start of it, because that, that, that reoccurs again later throughout the series as well. So, okay, yeah. so, do we have any
1: other? Oh, I was going to say, do we have any other favourites?
2: No. no. No.
1: The gymnasium bit was kind of funny. I thought there were some good visual gags in that. There's Bill climbing the rope that doesn't go anywhere, and then obviously the real laws of physics take over. No, in yeah. Him, which, which, I guess emphasises the cartoon nature of the show. But and the bit with the vaulting horse, where they keep taking layers off for Graham, and then he trips over it anyway. When yes. He, yeah. One bit I did note actually, the audience is is getting into the bit with the babies. Uh, where they're on the conveyor belt and you watch Bill very nearly drop the last two and the audience are are like, oh, (laughs) they're real. (laughs) That was one. But yeah, look, it's interesting, probably one to have a look at if you ever get a chance. Network put it on DVD. Hint, hint. hint. But yeah.
0: Fair enough. Now, the other special we're going to talk about is... The goodies 5-Minute Instant Christmas, I think it's called.
1: The, the goodies Travelling Instant 5-Minute Christmas. Right. Lasting seven and a half minutes. Yes, yes. that's
0: right.
1: <laughs> 50% extra. So, of, of, of which the chimney sequence, I think, is about a minute 12 or something.
0: So where did this come from?
1: So this is from, it's another sort of, I guess you'd call it almost variety show. It's from uh, a thing called Christmas Night with the Stars, which was a bit of a staple on English TV for a time there. You would get... Performances and appearances and little skits from uh, popular UK programs at the time, like Steptoe and Son. I think did a skit on there. Dad's Army did a couple. Almost, Tony Hancock, I think, was on there a couple of times. Al-
2: almost a Royal Variety performance, but almost, yes, yeah, without the royals, without the royals,
1: without the royals. Without the royals. So there'd be some you know, popular appearances of popular personalities, and they and they cut to skits from you know little five minute skits from popular programs.
0: So in this one, the goodies essentially yes. come along a young street urchin on Christmas Eve, I think it's meant to be, and they basically do an instant Christmas for him. So that includes putting out the Christmas dinner, doing the presents being delivered, lots of jokes with the Christmas fairy, that sort of thing. One thing that really struck me by this is how badly it's edited, even by the goodie standards. Like, we're used to being able to look now at some of this stuff and go, oh, you can see the edit there, Mm. or whatever. But some of these, like, there's one moment where there's an edit and the bed moves several feet to the left. Like, it's been really quickly done.
1: Having, having said that, there is a, the, the jump cut where they throw the little boy onto the bed and it's the dummy and it cuts back to the real kid. That is really well done. Yes.
0: So when did this go out?
1: This went out on Christmas Day, obviously, uh, 1972.
0: Okay.
1: And it is actually the last one of the uh, of Christmas night with the stars. They've been around since I think the early 60s. And uh, yeah, so I don't know whether that was anything to do with the goodies, but this, uh, this is the last one. No no. No no, no. 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 no,
0: Yes. No. <laughs> now I must admit I did do a small amount of research for this one. Yes, because they do mention the Queen's speech and have a little Tim doing a little bit yes. of that. Yes. Now the Queen, sorry, the Queen's Christmas message. I should, now the Queen, Queen's Christmas message from 1971, which would have been the one they last saw when they wrote this. I actually did go and watch that. And it's nothing like what they did. <laughs> In fact, it's, it's a very weird one. 1971 Queen's Christmas message. Starts with her and sort of primary school aged Andrew and Edward going through a photo album. So, Smart. yeah. Look, this this I thought was okay. Like, it wasn't brilliant, but I, I, I got a few giggles out of it.
1: I, I suppose it, it's sort of like any Christmas special. I mean, if you watch it, and in Britain, they would have watched it in the evening after they'd had Christmas dinner, and we'd probably half slosh.
2: And half asleep. Yeah.
1: What? So, look, it would have been quite a, a fun little entertaining little skit, I would have thought, but
2: knowing yeah. that they would never have to see it again.
1: again. And again, the three sad men would sit in a room 40-odd <laughs> years later and talk
2: about it. And, and, and speaking <laughs> of talking about it, I did
0: note that there's a couple of moments with Bill, you could say, sexually assaulting a young lady.
1: Yes. yes. And it's not once, it's three it's or twice, four times. Yeah,
0: yeah. At least twice, yeah. Um, it's, well, it's when
1: she first comes out, it's then he puts her on the bed, it's then he chases her around yeah. and, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was very, very... Almost Benny Uh, Hill-esque.
2: Very, well, it's typical saucy 70s humour that Benny did ad infinitum. And it does show itself not only here, but probably later on in a couple of episodes around Bill as well. Yeah. Mm. So So, this
0: one so far hasn't been purged from YouTube.
2: Well, it's
1: on the DVD. If if you have the second DVD, it, it is on there amongst the special material.
0: If not, search for Goodies Christmas on YouTube and you'll be able to find it. Yep, that's right. Seven and a half minutes, look, it's not special, but it's a bit of fun. And, hey, for me, it was a chance to see new goodies for the first time in quite a while.
1: Well, there you go. Mm.
0: Unless we have any other thoughts?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: A favourite moment from that one?
2: Uh, no.
0: (laughs) Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this little special coming outside of our regular run. We'll be back at our normal time in a few days with the next episode.
1: And now it's time for a walk in the Black Forest.